thank you for taking the time out to listen to this SME SOS podcast special. Our worlds have been turned upside down and we are now facing a business landscape that we could never have foreseen or planned for. I hope that through this series, I can help those who own small businesses, as well as those dreaming of being their own boss through this most difficult time. I'll be tackling the issues we're all facing within business, recapping some of the best pieces of advice shared in the week, as well as revisiting past episodes of Conversations of Inspiration for golden nuggets of insight and much more. I'd like to thank NatWest, Dell, 3 and Royal Mail for joining us in supporting the small business community at this unprecedented time and helping to bring this free podcast to life. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down Where we're going you won't need to bring your frown We're entering another three weeks of lockdown, but I have to say, in the past week, for the first time, I've finally started to settle into the new normal. No doubt the four-day Easter weekend certainly helped, and the fact that in that time, um, I didn't take the full time off, but my email inbox and everything around me was that little bit quieter, so I actually managed to get that to-do list done, finally. I kicked last week off in style with the brilliant Dave Bonaguidi. He was our closing speaker at the Congregation of Inspiration last year, and he's also been a guest on the podcast. So it's safe to say that I'm a big fan. I, of course, not only love his artwork, but also his attitude and honesty when talking about the advertising industry and his passion for creativity and small. I just totally adore it. Dave is a brilliant example of using creative thinking to strengthen your brand and has been practising what he preaches with some brilliant art giveaways in the last few weeks. Here is the brilliant Dave sharing his wisdom in, well, the only way that Dave could. Actually, very, very early on, didn't you? You created the masks, No Snogging, which I absolutely yeah. love. And we did the um, Hackney, Hackney Dollars which is printed onto toilet pa- two sheets of toilet paper. I just thought, when it all starts going pear-shaped, you need to be prepared. I think this is, it's sort of interesting because, um, I mean, you're always treading a fine line because ultimately there are going to be a lot of people who are going to die and there are a lot of people who are going to get very, very sick. And so you don't want to do anything that really takes the mickey and is distasteful. But I think um, it was important to try and bring an element of personality, which I think is something that's very British as well that we always have our kind of gallows humour or we have find a way of seeing through it that blitz spirit of, come on, Mm. let's just get together and try and work it out. And so when we did the masks, I just wanted to do something that was kind of light and fun and um, potentially would even save somebody's life. And I know at the time, but you had a few little negos that were getting involved and saying, oh yeah, you shouldn't be doing this. It's all, you know, it's all puerile, silly you know, making money out of it. And I said, well, you know, we're selling them for a pound. I think if you were to buy them online, they'd probably be, they'd probably be more than that. But um, it was also, it wasn't a way of, you know, making money out of it. It was a way of making it actually feel tangible. For me, it was, I, I had that thing of when I came, when I was in the, in the middle of the, the sickness, which I did, which I got uh, just after the, uh, after I printed the masks, I was kind of unable to do anything. I couldn't print, I couldn't even move. And then as I started getting back, I had that kind of shock of like, you know, I'm used to working to deadlines. Um, and of course, suddenly when all the deadlines, all the deadlines for however long, we don't know, are, have gone. 
So suddenly you're like, well, you know, I'm just going to sit around and watch Netflix all day. And I did that. And then I'm just going to sit around and eat, what, eat Jaffa cakes in my pants all day. And I did that. And I became, uh, it's almost like a business depression where I just thought, what the fuck am I yeah. doing? I don't even know what I'm supposed to be doing. I can't print anything. I've got no enthusiasm. I had no motivation at all. I don't know. I just suddenly thought, well, part of my job, I know I'm going to be operating, you know, I'm a professional artist now, but I know I'm going to be operating at the end of the year, if that's when it all comes back. Yes. And so yes. my job is how do I, this is a sort of a, a, a stupid analogy, but the way I look at it is, you know, people look at the world like lots of little light bulbs, all the brands that they interact with. And how do I make sure that my light bulb is shining bright and is still on? Because it's very easy while we get all depressed and, you know, melodramatic to, to literally just you know shut off and kind of hibernate. And I think for me, uh, I want to make sure that I'm not hibernating and that I'm trying to do anything I can to make sure that my little bulb is shining as bright as possible. So I think we have a role to play as artists, which is to respond to the status quo, look at culture, be part of culture, but then also respond to stuff that's happening in culture. You know, we are there to lift spirits, you know, in art. I think that's that's what we should be doing. And, and that is. And Dave, um, tell me what you think about small industry and what's going to happen. Because my big hope is that we're going to see more businesses being created, more small businesses being created. So do you think that we will stop just talking it? Because actually what gets me annoyed is, you know, that we talk about supporting small. And then actually when you look at what people spend, they spend 80% of their income on the big supermarkets, Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. We think we're spending small, but maybe only now do we really realise, oh, we proactively went to find the fishmonger. I think we're feeling... Tell me about what you think. I, I feel a much deeper connection with those local businesses now. I always, I always have done. And I think that there's a kind of, there's a weird mentality, which is people think that supermarkets are our default. And I think people will, if they start to go to these shops more and start to ignore the big supermarkets and all right, I mean, it's easy in where I am in, in Hackney, there's a, you know, there are two or three corner shops all within, you know, a stone's throw of each other. If you're outside in the country, it's going to be a little bit difficult. But I think there will be a, a more tangible experience that you get from uh, operating and, and interacting with people who are proper small businesses. As an example, there's a, there's a girl that I, that I know quite well, an Italian Sicilian girl down in um, Hackney, just off Mare Street. She's got a really good little cafe. And she says, you know what? We used to be a cafe that, did, that had sit down for people and outside and we'd get coffees and teas and cakes. And she says, I've just turned it into a grocer's. And I, and what, I really admired her for that mm. because she's on her own here. But she's, you've got to be fleet-footed and you've got to sit there and think that you're, yes. on a, you're driving a fast car on a really, really twisty circuit. And at some stage, something's going to happen and you've got to work out how to navigate without crashing. And I just, I love that because it would have been very easy for her to go, oh, fuck, I've got to go back to Italy. I've got to give it all up. But she just went, no, fine. Uh, yesterday, we, or Friday, we were a cafe, lockdown, now I'm, now I'm a deli. But I love watching these businesses move and shape. Also, I've got a feeling that, you know how you're almost always like love and hate is right next to each other. And almost yeah. running a small business, I think, is on the verge right next to I'm going to fucking give it all up. So right now with a pandemic, no one would ever even batter an eyelid, would they, if you gave up? But that yeah, yeah. is not an excuse, the fact you've got a pandemic. I would say... Please, please, please 
don't even entertain the thought of giving up. If you've got a small business, if you've entertained the thought of starting a small business, you are in the top 10% of humans. Because 90% of people sit around like donkeys in the corner of fields waiting for somebody else to turn up with a bag full of carrots. So I think if you've got that gene or whatever it is, that thing inside you, I think you're special. And I think that you have to, this, this thing now is a test of how long you can hold your breath for. It's all about playing the long mm. game. And how do you keep your bloody breath intact? How do you keep the roof over your head? Now, I know it's easier said than done. Uh, how do you keep food on the table? It's going to have an effect on the diet that we have, the amount of food that we eat, the amount of treats that we have. I had a, I had a curly whirly the other day and it was like, Jesus, I had to cut it into pieces and I sucked every bit so it dissolved in my mouth. Now, that was a treat. Normally, I'd be doing five curly whirlies in an afternoon. I hadn't had one for about a month and it was beautiful. But I think it's going to have, mm. this whole thing will have a fundamental effect on us. And if it lasts five months, it will be even deeper ingrained. We won't go back yeah. so easily to some of the stuff that we're used to. But if you've got that genetic thing of wanting to do it yourself, please don't fucking give up. Because what yeah. you're doing is you're doing something that's rarefied. You're doing something that is really, really important to people that when they walk into your shop or they buy something off your store or they see you at a show, is they know that you have fucking thought it, created it, made it, and put it out there. And I think that's a really, really beautiful thing. I always have so much fun when talking to Dave. I think there was one or two comments about us being the alternative to Holly and Philip. Possibly a little bit more sweary on the Holly and Dave show, though. Joking aside, though, Dave is just so right in his view that it is the small businesses, the creative thinkers, who have the ability to shine bright in this climate. I loved his analogy of making sure your light bulb continues to glow. It echoes the sentiment of re- to Clifton last week, who talked about investing time and energy into your brand now because it will stand you in the best stead for the future. I don't know if you caught question time last week, but the brilliant Lord Billamoria was a guest and as ever, he shared so much wisdom. He has such a long-term view and certainly feels that with the access to the right funds right now, businesses will flourish on the other side. My conversation with him for this podcast was particularly special. His calm voice, the deep value he places on integrity within business is really inspiring, especially when attached to a brand as huge as Cobra Beer. So I wanted to share some of his words of wisdom with you from the podcast. They are particularly apt as he shared the three things he thinks you need most in order to survive the toughest of times. These three points have stayed with me since meeting this wise man. There are three things, uh, as I say, when to, to, to get through any crisis and, and to get to the other side. I found the three things that are important. One is having a strong brand. And I think building a strong brand is really important. Whatever business you're in, it's not just consumer brands. It's, if you're in a B2B business, it's just as important. And the Cobra Beer brand is very strong and resilient. The second is to have the support of your loyal team and, and, and family. So there are people in this company who've been with me for two decades. Um, my head of sales, Samson Sahel, has been with me for 25 years. And he's been by my side through all the ups and downs. And without the support of someone like that, I wouldn't be here talking to you. I mean, it's just incredible, that loyalty, that 
again, you can't buy these things. These are priceless. And, and uh, you know, I would do anything for him and his family. I mean, anything. And I know he'd do the same. Uh, and and, and that, that support will get you through any problems. Next is support of your family. Very important. My wife I met one year after I started Cobra. So she's been by my side through all the ups and downs. Anytime we've been through the worst of scenarios, I'll never forget how she always said to me, we're in this together. So you know when somebody's there together. I mean, that support is phenomenal. So brand, team and family support. And finally, the values, the integrity. There's no point doing all this, succeeding by doing the wrong thing. Um, I'd rather fail and do the right thing than succeed and do the wrong thing. Mm. So I think you've got to have that never give up attitude. And, the, and I would say the greatest characteristic of an entrepreneur is the guts. Is guts to do it in the first place, but also the guts to carry on and never give up when others would give up. Uh, so I think those, those tough times have required that resilience and belief and guts to get through. And, you know, three times I nearly lost my business. Those were horrible times, awful, awful times. And, and they would not be things would last. These crises will invariably last for a year to get mm. out and come out the other side. And those are really tough times uh, when, when these three things come into play, the brand, your team and family support, and the values that help you get through those crises. Each week, NatWest give away their ad break space on conversations of inspiration. And now, when small businesses need our support more than ever, they have extended this opportunity across this podcast special. And if that wasn't enough, I am thrilled to announce that NatWest will be giving six ad break winners their own bespoke business mentoring package, including one-to-one mentoring and coaching sessions. For more information, head over to holly.co. And now, over to this week's brilliant independent ad break winner. Hello, I'm Jilly. Sally's Sunflowers by Jilly Page Jewellery is a collection of silver jewellery, ethically sourced cotton clothing and accessories. The seed for Sally's Sunflowers was planted six months ago after the loss of my girl, my best friend of many years, Sally. Sally always turned her face towards the sunshine in search of the light, just as sunflowers do, even when those around her were struggling to find the light. Sally spread sunshine wherever she went and I want to continue to spread the sunshine in her memory so I include a packet of Sally's sunflower seeds with every purchase to not only spread the sunshine but help the environment too as sunflowers' huge smiling faces are giant landing pads for bees and other pollinating insects. 20% of the profit from each sale goes to the Primrose Hospice whose caring and compassionate staff looked after her in her final days. To help me continue to spread the sunshine and help the environment too, visit sallysunflowers.co.uk. The second guest I welcomed was John Nicholson from Royal Mail. I am such a huge fan of Royal Mail, a British institution, and it is 504 years old. It operates right across the country and is the backbone to the creative small business community. 
We collated so many questions from the community for this conversation and John answered them all brilliantly, not only sharing insights, tips and advice, but also really reassuring words of encouragement and support. The full video will be up on the website very shortly and on IGTV. But for now, here are some of the key points that I think you'll find really useful. I just wanted to um, sort of jump straight in, if that's okay with you. There's been a lot of confusion as to whether small businesses should keep running their businesses online. And there's been these sort of rumours that, you know, only essential parcels should go through. And surely we want these small businesses to survive, don't we? And, and could you just answer that question for us? Because I think that's the number one thing that a lot of small businesses are worrying about. Yeah, absolutely. And you can understand why. So I think um, I can defer actually to uh, Alok Sharma's open letter to retailers last week. And uh, he says the government is clear that online retail should continue. Um, It's A, it's good for the economy. And more importantly, it's helping people get the things that they need that they might not ordinarily be able to Uh, to get. And um, it doesn't stipulate what essential items are. It might be easy to infer that that could be medicines or food, but actually um, they reference, he references specifically things like electronics or clothes or anything that people need to help and support people get through these really difficult times that they're facing. I think the classification really is if you need to send uh, anything, whether it's for your business, whether it's a care package for your nan, then Uh, We are open for business. Um, So please do continue to send. Don't worry um, that you can't send those things. You absolutely can. and You absolutely should. That's bridge. And you've been so clear there. And everyone watching. Yeah. See all those hearts, John. That's that's (laughs) that's them saying good. Right. So the second question I have is. What is happening with the post office branches? Um, To be clear here, they're open for servicing services as well is that right because this is where some people have been getting these mixed signals now the the post office isn't immune to what's going on um, around them you know many post offices are small businesses themselves they're independently run they the individuals that run those have to self-isolate or or, or take the necessary steps to to stay healthy then that that is a, a fact of the situation we're in Um, But nonetheless, what post offices in the main are doing is uh, staying open. They have been classified as key workers and critical workers in the same way that Royal Mail uh, uh, employees have. But on the post office website and on uh, our app, you can use a branch finder tool, which will give you the latest information about your post office. And if your post office does happen to be closed... And it won't be for fun. It will be closed because it really has to be closed for some reason. Then there will be another one close by. You can bring your items to a Royal Mail customer service point, uh, which is the delivery office, the place you'd normally go uh, when you get a red card for your door to pick up your parcel. Um, And we've also got, which I don't think a lot of people are aware of, 1,400 parcel post boxes uh, around the UK, which you can also find the locations of on your app yes now that's something i want to talk to you about so tell me about this service because this is absolutely fantastic and you can find the locations on the app is that right yeah on the royal mail app so that's the easiest way to find them is download royal mail app and then you can find them wherever you're out and about so um as i say there's 1400 of them and quite simply holly it's a post box for parcels 
You can use these all of the time. This isn't just a, a, a current impact. Um, these are, are, are continuing to spring up around the country. That is so. absolutely fantastic. So is there anything else that you think that you can add or anything that we haven't covered that you think this small business community could do with hearing? I think, Colin, I think uh, everybody listening will probably uh, understand this advice. But we service from uh, very small businesses to the super large businesses right across the UK. And I think what we're seeing from the the really successful uh, businesses, regardless of size, but the businesses that are either able to pivot and adjust or use this time to plan what they're going to do next, keeping in contact with their customers is really, really important. I'd encourage uh, people who want to have a look at Royal Mail Hybrid Mail, which is a really neat way of keeping in contact with your customers through post, which can be used for businesses of any size. And we can't wait to continue to service uh, you and everybody listening um, throughout this and hopefully for at least another 500 years or so. I know so many of you found this interview very helpful and full of tangible tips. I'd love to know if there are any other areas you'd like me to dive into. I hope that what you take out of both John and also Dave's conversation is that it is vital that if you are in survival mode, then you must take the time to grow, adapt and build your business. My final interview of the week was with Pip Jameson, the founder of The Dots. If you haven't heard or visited The Dots, please do. It is a brilliant resource for creatives and small businesses. Pip was one of my first ever podcast guests and her infectious laughter, her enthusiasm and optimism shined through and I really admired the business that she has built. Pip, who created the LinkedIn for Creatives, really does echo the growing belief that out of this terrible situation, creativity, and most importantly, the value we place on creativity will blossom. Tell me how it is for everyone out there, because I can only imagine that it is very tough. And I'd love to talk to you about what you've learned. Yeah, I mean, it's it's been pretty heartbreaking, to be honest. I mean, we we started seeing signs very early because, yeah, we saw people being let go as freelancers or contracts not continuing very, very quickly. We launched a COVID support hub on the dots to help. So it's a place where our community can ask questions like, am I eligible for government assistance? Heartbreakingly, lots of them aren't. So, you know, Mm -hmm. the big trend we're seeing is that, for example, if you're a recent freelancer, you're not eligible for government support. But what has been amazing, actually, is the government contacted us very early um, for advice on what problems people were facing. And I, 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 I mean, you know, we've been reporting back the trends we're seeing on the dots. And what I take heart, and I don't know if they're going to be able to solve everything, but what I took heart from that is that the government is being proactive and mm-hmm. trying to find where those cracks are. And I think the other real big trend I've seen is if people have the luxury of they have some money in the bank um, and they're not really struggling right now financially there's a massive flood of people who want to get back which i love and so um we signed up nearly 500 what we call five minute mentors now who are answering questions on the site and i'm one of them you're one of them thank you (laughs) Um, so it's just been i think it's been really lovely on the flip side to see that people really want to give back we're seeing lots of call outs for volunteering 
I, I'm, I'm seeing lovely people and lots of collaborations emerging. And as you know, I, I can't be negative for long, even though it is heartbreaking. I just can't. <laughs> yeah. But I think you're so right because um, it's the, this sort of time where I feel that creativity could be, it could explode. And so you almost want those freelancers, you know, from the dots and the fact that you've got this platform to being used at this time. Have you seen anyone sort of stirring up anything do you, do you know that are people planning to do something creative yeah i think in the advertising space the first hurdle they were getting around is like they're changing their up their messaging but they're definitely now the big brands are starting to think about giving back and how okay. do we give back we're seeing more and more live briefs go up onto the dots with call outs for creativity and we're actually seeing lots of tech is really thriving right now still so we're seeing um, tech companies still very active recruiting both full-timers and freelancers and doing lots of calls for people to work on briefs as well and we're also seeing a lot of um, kind of startups emerging so suddenly people are are at home They've had their idea for their, their, their kind of startup or their side hustle. And now's the time that they're doing that. So we're seeing a lot of collaborator calls. And tell me, what advice would you give this um, freelancers right now? I think it's just a really personal journey for everyone. I think being at, looking at the arse that are going up onto the dots right now, everyone's struggling with different things. You know, some people, it's, it's very immediate financial problems. And so the advice I give to people is definitely take your jumps one at a time, work out what, what's the biggest challenge you're having right now and try and get through that one and not worry about everything else that's going on. If it's financial, get on top of that, ask for advice. There's lots of people out there that really, really wanna help you get through this. Just don't be afraid to ask. Um, if it's, you know, we're seeing a lot of people struggling with isolation, mental health, if that's your, you know, that where you're at right now, what focus on you for a while. Use this time to focus on you. If you're financially stable, look, use this time to focus on you. So I think it's very personal journey for everyone. We're also seeing just a lot of hustlers out there who are using this time to upskill, learn new skills, collaborate, start the business they've always dreamed of. So if you're feeling like that, do that too. But, you know, take your hurdles one at a time, I think. Otherwise, it can be a bit overwhelming and definitely ask for help because there are so many senior industry leaders right now who do have time on their hands who are probably still getting paid by some big corporation and they're there wanting to help I, so many call outs are going up on the dots right now saying hey i'm free to do anything you want me to free to do free work um and i love that so people are giving oh back. just focusing in on what you were just um mentioning there now is the time to as you said learn a new skill so that's exactly what you're seeing is it yeah, we're seeing, we're seeing this trend of skill swaps. So people, you know, there'll be someone like an, an engineer who's a coder and he'll go, does anyone want to learn to code? And then they'll skill swap. But what actually we're seeing as well is people being really entrepreneurial with their own skills because everyone's got an own individual skill and everyone wants to probably learn your skill. So we've seen people in terms of trying to manage finances going, okay, I'm a copywriter. I'm going to put up an event and charge people five pounds to come to my event to teach them how to be a copywriter. And and so we're seeing people being entrepreneurial That's on the other side make money and i i love that because everyone's got a skill every single person has a skill that they could teach someone else so either skill swaps are really working or actually monetize monetize your training i mean that's great <laughs> yeah I, i've been encouraging everyone to 
John Hegarty, who I know is um, on your board and a wonderful guy, and you know what he says, do interesting things and interesting things will happen to you. And I so believe that. And I think everyone should listen to that because it's so, so true. And it could be that that collaboration or that free piece of work that you're doing or that giving back actually opens the door where, again, in two years' time, who would have thought that that one thing that you did that was a bit odd, you don't know why you did it, actually turns into your business? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing so many volunteering posts, but also kind of pro-social, heart-driven, heart-wrenching sometimes <laughs> posts. Um, there's a whole feed on the dots. But I think what has been really exciting is the businesses that are being formed around this time. So, you know, we're seeing lots of kind of people coming up with application ideas, um, tech ideas, but they have no tech experience, for example. So they're doing call outs and say, I want to help, help my local community get access to food. This is my idea. Has anyone got tech experience that can help? And then suddenly you're seeing all these engineers jumping on those ideas or UX designers or UI designers who can help with those ideas. So I think those are the ones that make me really happy. It's kind of like they're ideas for businesses that are starting during this time to help make the world a better place. There's a lot of environmental things going up at the moment. Yeah. Um, like, um, you know, there's been some like, uh, you know, um, swapping plants and, you know, is anyone in this area that wants to swap plants? So it's just lovely seeing that kind of really nurturing environment. Um, but then also there are big brands or companies that are doing call outs so the UN has been doing call outs for people to support with work they're doing Age UK has been doing call outs and so it's just nice being kind of inclusive of all of it <laughs> and you know that's the thing Pip you've always been and anyone who has not heard Pip on conversations of inspiration please do because um it's just phenomenal the way that you talk about diversity talk about your sort of philosophy within the dots but Pip thank you so so much I thought her insight into the available talent out there was just brilliant. The idea of skill swapping or even using this time to monetize your skills was such a great idea. Do ask around and connect to those who you admire. Now more than ever, people are keen to share and support. You have nothing to lose by asking. Now let's reflect on some of the happy news stories out there. I want to always shine a light on the brilliant examples of community, creativity and just generally small businesses doing fantastic things. Every week I would like to include shout outs to brilliant small businesses that go above and beyond with brilliant and colourful ideas. I'd love to hear about them so do tag me on Instagram and I will keep my eyes peeled. The amazing Dave Bonaguidi collaborated with the London Print Club to give away a thousand posters to NHS workers as their way of saying thank you for everything the NHS is doing. Each print says it's going to be okay and in brackets, fingers and toes crossed. They all went in under two hours. Captain Tom Moore has raised, upon me recording this, nearly £22 million for the NHS by walking a 100 laps of his garden before he turns a 100. He was only aiming at raising £1,000. I will be sharing on stories all the ways small businesses have captured Tom Moore's amazing efforts. 
Dear Mini Writers Club got in touch with me because she was feeling guilty about how well her products were doing during lockdown. And I immediately reassured her that she shouldn't be feeling guilty in the slightest, but that she might want to start to donate money. And I saw in her stories on Friday that she made a donation to the dear Captain Tom Moore. This week is truly the first time that I will be looking ahead post-lockdown. It will certainly be a slow process and who knows when life will really be back to normal or if life will ever really return to the way it was. There has been so much heartache and loss, but I do also believe that there will be light, that as founders with entrepreneurial spirit and ability to move quickly and react and think creatively, we will find ourselves in the future with a much more engaged and conscious consumer wanting to support small. So this week, I urge you to take all the lessons and advice that we've covered over the past weeks and gradually start thinking about the other side. Start considering exactly where your business should be and what you can do right now in the next few weeks to reach your goals. Also this week, we will be joined by a whole host of brilliant experts, as well as culminating in our weekly community tea party. Please do keep your DMs coming in and sharing and commenting. We want to not only tackle all your questions, but we want to make sure that we're with you here, now and in the future. I'd also be so grateful if you could rate and review this podcast episode. And I just want to say, do listen to the amazing, nothing like it, entrepreneurial stories we've captured on Conversations of Inspiration. I assure you, if you listen to the catalogue of interviews, you will be a different business person to the one that started. I believe and I've heard it is oh so very powerful. By rating this podcast, it helps us increase our visibility and support and reach so many other small businesses and founders. Can you help me spread the help that we're providing? Because I would so appreciate it. I'd like to take this opportunity again to say thank you to NatWest Dell 3 and Royal Mail for helping us to bring this free podcast special to life. And finally, thank you to you. Because you're the wind beneath my wings and I want to wish you, your families and your business all the very best. Stay safe, stay in and I'm sending you all so much love. Bow your head and let your eyelids close on down Where we're going you won't need to bring your frown You will find that all the things that I have said Will come to when you are lying in